to another edition of Fireside Chats with Clear Fire. In today's episode, we actually have a special guest here with us to discuss the new uh, the new news that we have out of Bungie and Activision splitting. So let me introduce my guest today, and you all know him very well. He is the H in the H&K, Hollywood Cole. Hollywood, how's it going, man? It is going outstanding, man. I am so happy to be on your show because uh, you asked me to come on here and I said, well, yeah, we got to do this because this is your thing. This is your game. And um, so I got a couple questions I'd like to ask you about it and whatnot. But uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't want to, I'll let you talk about it. But um, man, but I'm glad to be on here. It's always something, it's fun to do that that way. Yeah, you, know, you need to be able to smooth the ramblings too. Yeah, it's fun, and I'm 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 excited about. It. I love listening to the smooth ramblings. They're fun, and uh, they're a nice nice little break away from the from our normal uh, podcast. So it's definitely a fun little offshoot, and I enjoy doing these fireside chats. But the whole reason why we are here today discussing uh, talking with each other is to talk about the news that Bunchy released on Thursday um, about the split between Activision and Bungie. So in the news, basically Activision has released Destiny to Bungie. They have now, they have total creative control over it and they have total publishing rights over the Destiny franchise. So this could actually mean quite a lot for Destiny the game and Bungie, and it could go several different ways, and we just don't know how this is going to pan out right yet, right now. In the news, and in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything's blowing up, talking about how excited everybody is that Bungie now has full creative control. Because one of the main issues Bungie always said was, is Activision puts us in too tight of a time constraint of pushing out content, DLCs, new games, and we can't fully develop the game the right way. So hopefully this will free them up to do more of that and actually have more development and have a better developmental cycle, things like that. So it's basically kind of a sit and wait and see what's really going to happen um, for you PC players out there, because I know a lot of people's questions were, so what the, what does that mean for the PC side and the um, partnership with Blizzard? That doesn't change a thing. Uh, Destiny will still be delivered through Battle.net. Uh, nothing and none of that will change. So I'm going to throw it over to Hollywood. And what's your first thoughts and first impressions on hearing this news? Because I know you were a big Destiny 1 player with me. You played Destiny 2 a little bit. And then you were like, uh-uh, done with this. So how does how does this make, you know, how, how, does, how are your feelings on this news? Well, uh, first of all, I do like the news. Uh, you, and we talked about it yesterday i believe or two days ago and um <clears throat> you know if you've listened to the fan versus hater with edgy and us on there um this kind of i kind of let a bit, little bit of this out but it's really you know bungie was a great company you know you had the great writer the great uh composer that have both since left um and the great writer you know and he, 
the whole story about destiny you just have to look I mean, we're not going to get into it here but um you know he wrote a f- phenomenal story supposedly and i have no reason to doubt that he's written great stories for halo for years and um activision says no it's not commercial enough essentially it won't sell we wanted to get teenagers can understand this younger audiences we want to reach a broader market it's all just a cash grab some degree for activision and so what i'm hoping happens and I, we talked about it too is that they come back Bungie, they get their guys back somehow if they can their original guys that writers and composers which i doubt the composers coming back because he well he sued them he sued activision yeah. and won every single thing he sued them for so that tells you what type of company it is I and mean, it's just money hungry that type they're they're, tr- they're trying to please board members and i would hope that Bungie would be trying to please um gamers however they did do that partnership to begin with so they they got a little bit of you know money making tendencies only money making there's nothing wrong with money making tendencies but you know you got to kind of keep your audience in mind but anyway i said it'd be funny if they did redo the whole thing and then come out with another game called destiny and then essentially essentially just jump start the whole thing from scratch and do the original game that they were gonna do and that would be outstanding that'd be great I think it would be a brilliant idea to do that. I mean, it'd be, in a way, kind of a slap in the face to Activision, especially if it blew up even bigger than what the original Destiny did. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, look, we had a great idea, and you shut us down, and we had to piecemeal a game together, because if you talk to alpha players, even some beta players of Destiny, they'll say that they played a different game than what was released. You know, the whole theory is is that you were actually bad and the Traveler's bad. You know, that was the whole theory behind the game is that it was more you're playing on the dark side versus the light. And I really liked that idea, and I thought it would be a great concept because you don't have many games where you're playing from the bad guy side. You know, that would be a different twist on it. And I think that actually would have been more of a more of a draw for people because it's like it's something different. It's something not common. So how great would it be, just like you said, Activision did their business plan that you know that I think is disgusting. Um, the way that they handled uh, their, you know, customers, so to speak, their their fans, the way that they put out content. And it's just a straight up, we don't care about anything but money. We'll lie to you to get money, whatever, all this kind of stuff. Well, anyway, then Bungie comes out with their version. We're going to cater to the gamer and it just cr- crushes the sales uh, that Activision had with their with their game. How what would that say about to the gaming industry? That would be a uh, that would be a watershed moment. As I mean, they say you know exactly. I mean, that's one of those that's one of those things where that would just crush it, especially if if Bungie decided to publish it on their own. You know, Bungie has now now after going through with this Destiny. Like I know, like I said, I mean, right now Destiny is not you know one of the top games out there, but it still has a large following. It still has a lot of people following it. I mean, people are buying toys you know collector things you know they're they're 3d printing guns from destiny they're 3d printing armor and all this kind of stuff you know it's it's a big on the cosplay scene so when you're looking at all this destiny has a really large following behind it still even though it has its missteps 
And if Bungie goes out there and says, you know, we've got the clout to be able to publish this on our own and does it better than Activision, I mean, that's going to be a huge stomp, one, for the big publishers like Activision, EA, and it's going to be a huge boon for people like Blizzard and like uh, BioWare, Gearbox, all of these smaller publishing groups, these uh, game developer groups, because it's going to be a big boon saying, hey, we can still put out a great game without these crazy um, publishers behind us like Activision and EA that put these constraints on us. So, I mean, it, this could be a great thing. It really could, depending on how Bungie plays this. If they continue on their developmental cycle like they were, it's going to crash and burn. If they do something different, it's going to show that these little companies can do something great. And I really hope that that's what they do. Well, even the development cycles, I don't mind so much as just provide some substance to your game. Exactly. I mean, that's really all that is to it. I mean, it, I'm, it, you know, with a Gilmore and uh, and there was a whole, I mean, a whole culture. Of, I mean, if you look on YouTube from when did Destiny 1 come out? In 2014. Uh, yeah, 14. Yeah. And so everybody's kind of like, what is going with this vanilla game? There's no story. So everybody started digging into it and YouTubers started coming up with their theories and using the Grimoire cards to back it up and everything. And it was like, oh my gosh, that is just brilliant. If that would have stayed the story and all this. Well, look at look and, at look at the look at the YouTuber Bife. My name is Bife. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that he dug lore and then he pulled it together. I mean, Destiny as a game and the lore from Destiny made him as a streamer. You know, being doing that and all of that. And as Destiny Two came around, you saw less of Bife. Because there's not as much lore around it. You know, it feels like the lore kind of fell to the wayside in it. And so, you know, I'm really hoping that Destiny goes back, or Bungie goes back to that lore model because that was fun. I loved watching Bice videos talking about the lore and getting deep into that backside of the Grimoire cards and just digging it. You know, now it's just kind of like, well, where's all that deep lore that was there? You know, so... I do have to say, so the, so the original story, and I'm just very, I'm going to paraphrase it, was it's kind of like what you were saying. So the traveler is the light, right? And it, he's down and he's providing light to everybody. And so you have to, uh, you are the guardian that defended the traveler and all this. Well, you started, you start noticing things like you're saying, if you ran up on some of those little, uh, I don't even remember the enemies from one where they kind of run off. You would hear them say, it's the darkness, the darkness, and they'd run off mm-hmm. when you showed up and started shooting them. Um, like the fallen, mainly. <clears throat> yeah, the fallen, they would say, you know, it's the darkness and like the dregs or something. I don't remember who it is. It says it on there. But, um, you know, they would say that, and you're still going through there and slaying lands and all this. Well, it turns out the traveler was the bad creature, and he was he would go to different universes or whatever and suck all the life out of it with the, the vex was very was tied to this traveler it's how he could go all around uh so fast and, and the last place you were supposed to go was the moon uh and so like i said i'm not going to get su- super deep into it and plus i don't really know all the details of it but uh that's why the concept shots for the final ending was a big if you look at the concept shots for the the in the garden or wherever you do that final stage it was a circle it was a sphere it was slanted. It's inside the traveler, and guess what? The final boss is a heart beating. You know, so that was the original plan. You come back and kill the traveler, but that's that's too complex for these young minds, and they don't want to have to think. We just wanted to think about giving us some money for their next dance, right? So, um, 
you know, then you would probably come back in Destiny 2. You lost your light because you killed the Traveler. Now you got to find it back some other way. You know, so it's safe to say they might even had that Destiny 2 planned out. You know, so it wasn't that far-fetched. They had it completed in a year. Well, I mean, and you look at Destiny 2, you do lose your light at the beginning of Destiny 2. That's what I'm saying. You just lose it a different way, and you lose it through an enemy now. And And you got the standard bad guy, you know, and so all the bad, like Crota. I mean, great. I like that expansion. Crota was was fantastic. I love that one. That was one of my favorite expansions. It doesn't add to the lore. It's just a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. You got to stop him before something bad, worse happens. Okay. Cool. And, and then, and basically, uh, Prison uh, of uh, Elders, yeah, et cetera, basically, et cetera. it was just hollow. It was like that, those content, that, that content throughout Destiny 1 after Vanilla Destiny 1, it was just kind of hollow. It's like it never really, okay, why are these things coming this way? Yeah. I know you got the traveler here and you, that, that's why some of the stuff's happening, but it doesn't really make sense why it is. I mean, like you said, you know, the whole thing, the 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 concept sh- the concept drawings of the uh, black garden was that spherical look, and then the the black heart. I mean, that's the final thing in vanilla destiny in the campaign. The final thing you go out to kill is the heart, and it's in it, that should be inside the traveler. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, you see the pieces and parts that are still there in the game that they had to leave behind to keep the game whole because it it doesn't always make sense either. Cause why did you have to go kill the Vex heart? You know, it it didn't quite make sense because there was nothing big there. It just pieced together. And then the whole thing with the, um, with the stranger, you know, that, that was thrown in there. And two, I, I love using this phrase because it just, it makes no sense in the game. Um, you know, she says, I have no time to explain why I have no time to explain. And it's like, why use that phrase? Because it's like, oh, it's just something to cover up the crap that they had to <laughs> throw together. Because Activision was like, it's a terrible idea. Bungie really just needs to go through and say, okay, let's just do this quote unquote terrible idea and let's show Activision up. I think it would be great if they did that. So the stranger was supposed to be the one that kind of pulls you out of this brainwash. And then you meet Crow, who is that. Uh, brother of which that queen, is, which is the prince, Prince Aldrin, yeah. which Prince Aldrin in Forsaken kills Cade. I mean, that's everybody knows that. That's you know, common, common okay, place. Okay, yes, so. I don't. So I don't, before Cade and all these guys, but he was the one that was supposed to pull you. You know, you were going to join his group, mm-hmm. and the new social square was the Reef or whatever yeah. it was. It was supposed to be the Reef. That was going to be the new social area instead of. The Traveler's Area, right? That's where all the underground, rebellious, rebel guardians were going to go to to start this whole plan on how we're going to defeat this mega enemy. How cool is that, man? That sounds fantastic. That is such a great and what's, uh, and, what's, and what's funny about that is it almost sounds, it has a little bit of sounding like Destiny 2. Because in Destiny 2, you lose your light. You basically... Everybody comes together on the farm as an underground rebellion because Gaul has taken over the tower. You have your underground rebellion trying to plan how to ta- overtake Gaul, how to get everybody back together and get Gaul. So it kind of sounds like they kind of pieced a little bit of what they wanted their original story that to story be together. story already written. Two. And it's already Save written. Save some so, money. And so that's why two felt hollow as well, because it's like you're, you're using bits and pieces of this great story and doing it like that. So, I mean, I really hope that now that... Activision's out of the way. Des- a bunch will step up and do something awesome. So, so Destiny One before Taken King came out, 
that's why it was hard for me to really play a lot was because and I played a lot but now every time I would play it I'd feel kind of foolish like man I'm doing exactly what they you know mm-hmm. I'm playing a game that they use for a cash grab so in other words your little cash grab plan and you fired all your good people you know after the, the guy that Marty the guy that was the composer I mean this dude uh, they they did him wrong fired him after they'd he did all the work for him fired him and didn't pay him essentially yeah. for doing all the work and used all his stuff so he had to go and sue him and all this so anyway um there's a whole video there's videos all about all of this and so um i just felt foolish playing it because i felt like i'd fallen into their little game and uh until taking king came out now the content was so much fun regardless of the story it was fun to do um and it says something about a game when you're um if I do another Archon Prince uh, strike, you know, I've done a million of them. I don't know how many I've done. And I enjoyed yep. it, you know, every time. It's fun. I mean, it's fun, to, you know, it's fun to do when you get home from work or whatever. Hey, I got, you know, 30 minutes. Let me just game out here for a minute. It's perfect for that. So the the gameplay and stuff like that is great. It just needed to add some meat, keep people entertained. And what did they do at Destiny 2? They went backwards and made it more casual. And I know that people well, should be more casual. There's no way that that game should be more casual. There's no end game in, in Destiny Very 1. Um, you know, it started to get some raid stuff later, and I didn't even do all the raids. I mean, once that, once Taken King came out, it's like a, it was a whole new game. Yeah. But uh, there was no end game, really, for... I mean, Crota was good. But. Well, I mean, you, you've got a point there on end game. I mean, you do have in end game content, but you really have no end game. And like end game, talking about like there's no finality to what you're doing. It's like you know you win the game, but it's like well, you still got all this stuff to do because you're not high enough light, or you're not this, or you're not that, or you don't have this, or you don't have that. You're doing the collecting part of it, so there's really no finality. Saying okay here's the end of the game because like with the Taken King at the end of it you have uh, what's her name three-eyed girl that's in the, in the tower I cannot think of her name yeah right I don't know out. Talking about this has that blindfold on yeah you have her come up um, Eris Morn you have her come up and you have her take the power of Oryx's sword you know and so it's like okay well where does that go well you never have that explained you never have that doled out you never have you never of course not you never go into that you never really have any finality to that yeah when you go um yeah for your raid it's king's fall the last boss in it is you're fighting orcs and he's massive and huge and everything that's great but in your campaign you had this this piece here of Eris Morn doing doing this thing with the stone taking power out of the sword and everything and it never really goes anywhere so there's no real end game to the game and I get it too because it's an MMO you're not supposed to have a real ending to it you know but I think I think you can in one of those stories because it's like this is not a real MMO though yeah Um, and so that and they never claim to be so I don't hold that against them but um, think about it this way and this is a good point that you're kind of bringing up the stranger, right? What nothing ever became of that. That was in the start. We obviously the story got jacked up. Okay. We get it. We don't know what happened. You're still in the phase of, okay. Yep. Stuff happens in business, but you had to get the game out. I'll even give you a pass that the story's jacked up. All right. You'll come back and correct it later. It doesn't, I mean, could you have written a story for the, for the expansion that would cover with a stranger and what she was really doing there based on that, what you saw in vanilla destiny. I could, I'm not a writer. Um, 
I could write one, you could write one, that somebody on that team can come up with an idea to um, bring the stranger around full circle somehow, right? And they the cra- could. crazy thing is that they probably had the idea, but Activision probably said, uh-uh, that's No, 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 I'm talking, too- so, yeah, not even with Bungie, just Activision, saying Activision could, so, so I'm going somewhere with this, okay. so could you come up with that? Uh, uh, no, we're going to do Crota. Why would you do Crota instead of coming around full circle? Well, it's already created, it's already on the mm-hmm. disc. We were going to release it with the game, but we had enough sold at people reserving it that we didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. That's what I always say. <laughs> but anyway, so we had that. We had Prison of Elders on there because, okay, well, so okay, release Crota, but the next one. Well, we already got Prison of Elders. So now they haven't released anything full circle. All right, Taken King. It's a lot easier to not release any new content, really, a handful of strikes, and just keep going with what you got. Instead of spending some money saying, hey, we really jacked this up with a story. We need to add a new character or somebody come up with some story. Anyway, the point is it would cost more money to fix that mistake. And we're going to not spend that money and just put out what we have because, you know, how much money is it going to cost them? So, in other words, it saves them money in the short run because they already got the content made. But in the long run, it burns them, just like what's happening now. They're giving it back to Bungie saying, look, we're done. We're tired of telling our investors why their big investment is failing. Well, their I mean, hundred five hundred million dollar investment or whatever it was. I mean, when they when they drop when they when they made the announcement, their stock dropped. I mean, it took it took a big hit. So, yeah. So they're getting rid of that, and um, but you see the point though. They're not. Tr- they're trying to appease the investors. They don't want to mm-hmm. spend more money on this. They don't care if the gamers are happy with the story. They just ha- as long as they're happy enough to buy the next one, then they're happy. Well, That's I mean, all they care about. I mean, I'm dead serious. It's, yeah, and so I mean, it's different. Well, they don't think future. Well, one of the biggest gripes from going from D1 to D2 that you heard out of the community was, where's the finality in The Stranger? Just like we're talking about. There was no finality in The Stranger, and everybody was trying to... At one time, everybody thought from some of the videos that you saw and some of the previews that you saw that Hawthorne from the back was actually The Stranger. You know, it turns out it wasn't Hawthorne's a new character and everything like that. It's yeah. like, why? Why do you? I mean, why? Why did you leave that quick hanging? Story. You know, yeah. you could have had a quick, quick me. thing to have it to wrap it up. You know, you could have made it a DLC. You know, I mean, you you went far enough to make a DLC on Osiris. You went far enough to make a DLC on Anna Bray. Why couldn't you make a DLC on the Stranger? It would have been the same exact size as either one of those. Probably would have been better than Osiris's DLC because Osiris's DLC was crap at best. And you would have had something that all the fans of Destiny were clamoring for. And you would have made a killing off of it. And you would have actually probably made D2 more viable and more profitable if you would have done a DLC, a small one, on just The Stranger. I mean, But what else does that say? That says, hey, we are listening. We actually are. And we care. And we we will change our plans based on customer or fan responses right yeah and that's just a business that cares about its people they, they don't and so that's my whole gripe with destiny forever um and activision all, all together and um, and i'm hoping in this that we find out that it was activision's fault that that they weren't we'll listening see. to the people we'll see we'll definitely see because right now bungie is saying that they're going to stay on track with what they have planned right now for d2 on the release of the content through the uh, annual pass that they have going on, that they're not going to change any of that. 
which is fine. I understand that. You know, you probably already have that developed and everything like that. It's probably not a smart move to try to redevelop all of that because then you just have D1 happen all over again because you're going in crisis mode trying to fix things that would they need to be fixed? Uh, maybe, you know, maybe they need to be buffed up or whatever. But if you just leave it alone and then come in with D3 as something just way off the ball, even better. I mean, that, that you could just turn the game around right there. Yeah. And I'm going to be looking at D3. I'm going to be watching it close and I kind of want it to succeed just because Activision's out of it now. I, I, um, me too. And it, we'll see how they'll do it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll do better, but, um, I think that's good news overall for gaming, saying your your little model didn't work, that your little, hey, I got an idea, let's invest all this money, and then we're going to turn around and flip this thing and make 100 times as much based on our model. And, I mean, I, you know, my brain is like fried just thinking about it already. I mean, we've I've burned so many brain bites on this. I mean, I used to go to, to um, at lunch, for you know, at work, on my lunch break, I would watch YouTube videos about what's going on with mm-hmm. Destiny and... You know, and I would just sit there and watch them for, you know, an hour or whatever while I'm eating with my headphones on and um, learn all of that stuff. And it's just, you know, it just blows my mind how people that play it don't don't see that. You yeah. know, how do you not see this? This is like official statements that they're releasing and all this. And you got to kind of realize like there's not a lot of content here. They release this. They release this expansion for fifteen dollars. I played it for about two days and I'm done. Okay, well, I thought they said it was going to fix everything, fix all the stuff we were complaining about. Now, yeah. oh, well, they'll do it on the next one. Oh, sorry, guys, we really meant for it to do this. This next one will fix it, you know. And then the next one comes out three months later. You spend $15 again, and it's the exact same thing. This time one takes three days to finish. And then you're like, what happened, Bungie? Oh, sorry, guys, we really uh, – here's what was going on. They have an excuse for it, and then they do it again. And this happens seven times or so. Yeah, and it's and then they, it rolls over into the brand new D two game where you're like, well, you took all your lessons learned and scratched them, even with the dual the way that they did the weapons. Oh yeah, I mean, the you know, weapon- if you're going to re- run through content, you need to have a huge variety in weapons. Oh yeah, the wet and the weapon system for vanilla D two was just horrible. Yeah, I mean, that's all. I, so I just <sighs> played vanilla. I didn't D two. I didn't play any other expansions after that. So that's what I'm talking about when I say D two. Yeah, Forsaken made it a little better. But I really think they should have just went back to full original D1 weapon style because it just would have been better. But they were just so far into D2, you couldn't really take away what what what, what was done. It would have just kind of it would have been kind of a rebaking of a game. I mean, you just it, you just don't do it. So, yeah. um, but Activision's proven time and time again they don't care about the cu- customer unless the customer's dumping money in their pockets. You know, all they all, all they care about is the money from the customer. They don't care about the customer and. I mean, let's just see where this goes. Well, EA used to be like that. And, and I'm not saying they're not like that anymore, but they used to be really bad, just like Activision. And they got, this was, I don't remember, excuse my dates, but I thought it was mid 2000, you know, eight, mm-hmm. 2009 or something. But they got most hated company in America two years in a row. So when you get wow. most hated company in America two years in a row, you change things, and so they changed. And now they're trying to say, see, just just the simple fact that they're saying, "See, we have no microtransactions in Anthem. We're revamping all of Battlefield Two. Yeah, too little, too late for our Battlefront, Battlefront Two. Too little, too late for that one. I'm afraid. Yeah. And you realize you just basically kicked a, a minecart full of gold over the edge there. Mm-hmm. You know, because that could have been something great. 
you know, but uh, y'all jacked it up trying to be too greedy with it. And people, you know, now they don't trust you again. And now Anthem's going to be your deciding factor. But I'm glad that Anth- that Destiny essentially failed. Um, and and turn- the publisher was making money on it. They would not have given it up. No, they wouldn't. So and that and that was and that's the, everybody thinks that's the root cause of them turning it over. Is that Destiny oh, two didn't, didn't make the money they expected? I mean, I know Forsaken didn't have the sales that they expected it to have. No, I mean they were giving it away for free. I mean they were essentially they gave away Destiny two and all the expansions for free if you just buy Forsaken for forty bucks and then like his own mm-hmm. plus for you know, 20 bucks or something for a month, you know, it's like, right. Like, you know, a few months after it was out. So they just needed players. They were dying. Yeah. You could, at one time you could have essentially got the game for anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks, the full game from like D2 all the way through forsaken. It was crazy. But I mean, but that shows you, I mean, I have a, when I go to my library, it says So this is another, it says destiny Two, um, forsaken, you know, and I can download it. Right. And I click it and I'm like, is this the forsaken? or not i didn't buy it um and so even if but so now i'm thinking they're trying to get me to download it so then i'll make me buy forsaken um once i start playing it and they go oh you know this wasn't really forsaken this was just you know the regular destiny now you got to buy forsaken because i never bought it i think Um, i think you actually might have forsaken like full forsaken i don't know how um i think at one time they were giving it away for free i mean they really were if you already had the full like this if you had destiny 2 vanilla they were giving away for forsaken at one time for free yeah i mean it, it so was that, bad i mean that, that's and so this shows you that i wouldn't even play it for free because uh even if it was the game i'm, I'm and i thought about it you know so that would be fun just to go check it out clears on there you know everybody's on there uh, talk to them, just give it to They're saying it's better now, but I just couldn't bring myself to do that. Uh, you know, I just, cause of all the stuff we talk about, I mean, it's like, you know, as much of the stuff as this company's put us through now that it's gone to Bungie, it's, you know, now it's different. Okay, cool. Now we jump on there because <laughs> yeah. you know, as long as Activision is not associated with it, now we want it to succeed. I hope it does. But that's only if the business model changes. Exactly. So. Let's hope the business model changes. Let's hope that they do do the changes that they need. So, um, any other thoughts you have on this, Hollywood? No, man. I mean, I, dude, I'm so burnt out on Destiny, though. Uh, I don't even uh, like to think about it too much. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm just spinning my wheels a little bit talking about it because, but there's just, it's a little frustrating. There's so much I want, you know, people don't even want to watch the videos on what we're talking about in terms of like the old history and all this, because nobody really cares anymore um, about what happened there. You know, they don't care about that part. I mean, that's when it is five years old now, but you know, I hope I'm just being clear about where, where I'm coming from as a gamer and not just, Feels sounds like I'm just griping about some big company or some game I don't like because that's not the case. I, I could, you know, I don't have no problem with Activision making money if they do it correctly, providing a good something of value and get money. I have no, they can make a trillion dollars off the Destiny franchise. I would be happy for them too if it wasn't ripping off gamers, right? And that was the that was the danger. If it's ripping off gamers and making a trillion dollars, now we have a very big problem. Because that's what the model that everybody's going to go to. Do you know, like Clash of Clans or what are the some of these cell phone games are making like, you know, five million dollars a day? Mm-hmm. How is a game company? Hey, I can go to spend three years developing a game, release it, and make, you know, even if it's a 
blockbuster game, you know, $500 million. Mm-hmm. So that'll solve me. That'll keep me float for the next three or four years. So I'll make another game and hope it does good. Or I can make a cell phone game using the same mechanics that these others do, make it addictive, use my power to, to advertise it, and then make, even if I make only $2.5 million a day. Yeah. You know, what is that? Uh, Six, seven, I don't know, man. Doing at math t- in public, ten, eighty million a month or something. Yeah, because at ten days you're looking at twenty five million. If you do that, you know, times three, that's what seventy five million. You know, you're 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 up to you're up, you're you're right around seventy five to eighty million a month. Yeah, and so why would I? And then, you know, now I'm back. It was six months. I'm where I would be. Yeah, you know, if instead of you know, in the next six months, I'm the same. So. That's the scary part because don't you're fooling yourself if you don't if you think that they're not gonna chase that. The yeah. good news is that we got a lot of gamers out there. And there's a lot of um, there's access to a lot of good equipment and um, programs out there that these indie game designers can get out there and make a game for gamers, and it'll sell like hotcakes. For sorry for my <laughs> poor analogy, but. Um, it would if that was the case where everybody's all these other gamers are rip all these other big companies are ripping you off they'll die a natural death as soon as the real gamers get a hold of it so that's the good news about some of the, the capabilities that we have gaming's going to stay i love that the people that do game are you know are all like i kind of kind of mentioned it on uh, the smooth ramblings that i love the way that modern gaming's going i love uh that all the gamers seem to be on the same page about what we will accept with microtransactions, what we consider a good game. Gamers of the year are always, you know, great games still. Uh, I, I am happy with the gaming industry as a whole and I'm happy that to be a part of this time uh, of, of video gaming because it's a bright future, I do still believe, for, for the, the world of video games. I think so as well. So I just really hope that we move forward with that. And I, you know, want to just wrap it all back over to, you know, hoping that Bungie can do the right thing and really make something awesome and kind of just rub it in the face of Activision and saying, you know, we really did have a great plan to begin with. And we told you we should have ran this way because I really would love for them to be <laughs> able to post on, you know, Bungie.net. We told you so, you know, that would be a great thing that they could do, you know, yeah. to Activision you know, they turn around and make a killing off of it. So, um, yeah. Any, any other thoughts on this? No. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening to that. Uh, listening to us talk about this. Thanks for, um, following us. Um, Hollywood, thanks for being on fireside chat with me today. This has been an awesome little quick chat. Um, I know it ended up going longer than what I thought, you know, but we ended up getting into some good, you know, good discussions about destiny, Bungie, Activision, and how all of that has been working, how publishers and things like that. So guys, Give us a look. I'm glad you had me on, though, man. Just want to say appreciate. Oh man, it. No, uh, thank you. For, thank you for you know you taking time out of your gaming schedule because I know I bumped into your <laughs> gaming time there. Yeah, I was playing Final Fantasy, man, trying to get the stuff ready for next week. <laughs> yeah, so sorry for bumping into your into your gaming time for that. So, um, guys, give us a like, give us a follow. You know where you can hit us up at. You can get all of our links on our Facebook page. If you're not following us on Facebook, you can get all of the links through the Podbean app and through the uh, description that we'll post below this uh, th- through this uh, chat here um, hopefully I can put some gameplay behind this and have a little YouTube video with this as well we'll see how that works for me and guys just once again thanks for listening thanks for following and just uh, until next time keep on listening later <laughs>